0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Rob Manish Show. We've got a great guest today. He's got a new book out, Gun Rights 101, or How to Keep Our Second Amendment Individual Right. It's a simple read, and it arms you with the knowledge to dispel the leftist talking points. If we're to preserve this constitutional republic for future generations, Tyler's book enables such. I recommend you read, study, and prepare yourself to defeat the leftist's intent to relegate you being a subject. That's the endorsement from Lieutenant Colonel Allen B. West, governor candidate for Texas. And in 2008, Justice Scalia wrote the magnificent decision of D.C. versus Heller, which finally settled the debate. Yes, Americans have the individual right to own firearms, and the government cannot flat out ban firearms. In 2010, the U.S. Supreme Court strengthened the Heller ruling, in Chicago v. McDonald, which applied the Heller ruling to the states through the 14th Amendment. A major key takeaway from the Heller decision is that firearms in common use are protected by the Second Amendment. Eight to 12 million legally owned firearms of a particular make and model certainly qualify for common use. Despite these facts and constitutional protections, gun-grab politicians, media elites, and billionaire bullies still want to take away America's favorite rifle. So gun grabbers of the left have always been champions at manipulating the emotions of the masses and producing completely irrational fear and misguided ideologies about firearms and the Second Amendment in particular with their tyrannical tirade to flat out ban the AR-15. They keep perpetuating the false narrative that it's the favorite gun of mass shooters, and that it should be banned because it looks scary. These are the reasons, my friends, why we need a book like Gun Rights 101. The founder and president of the Second Amendment Institute, an organization whose mission is to educate, activate, and empower individuals to be effectively mobilized for the Second Amendment, Tyler Yizgear joins us today to discuss his new book and his first book so you will have an understanding of why you need a copy. Every gun rights advocate needs to read this book. Tyler, welcome to The Rob Maness Show, my friend. How are you doing?
1: It's awesome to uh, be on the show finally. I watched it a lot and now I'm here, so it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a surreal experience. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. Well, we're in our brand new studio. This is my third show since we restarted uh, back in mid October. So uh, you're right up there, and we are really honored to have you on. It, and, and I'm really excited about this book. and And friends, just a reminder: this is a live show. You are welcome to comment on the show. We do appreciate your efforts uh, and your questions, and uh, we just want to showcase this really great book. That Tyler, uh, who is, I think I missed it, is the president and founder of the Second Amendment Institute, of which I am proud to be a volunteer member of the board. Uh, and uh, in all transparency, I need to tell you that. Okay, so Gun Rights 101, Tyler. What's the first thing you, you tell people about this book?
1: I mean, I just open up the book with, you know, the Second Amendment. You know, if if defend your gun rights you should know it uh so that's first and foremost and then it kind of goes into um sort of a, exp- a small explanation of the heller mcdonald decision um but that really gives you like an idea of what the book is like overall um and then it dives into uh gun control lies i've got 43 in there which to my knowledge is the um the largest list of t- debunked gun lies ever published Um, And then it goes into the Supreme Court cases. You got Heller, McDonald, which you pretty much gave really good gists of. um, And the Catano case from Massachusetts in 2015 uh, goes into some other areas of gun rights, um, just things that people can quick reference. um, So if someone says X, you can come back with Y and hopefully shut them up. (laughs) Promise.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I enjoyed the read. It's a, it's a quick read and, uh, I'm proud to endorse it and I owe you a, I owe you a quote, <laughs> uh, yes. but I do endorse the book and I'm excited to get it in, in people's hands. And when I say people, I mean, Americans that, that are gun owners, especially, you know, that not everybody's been an advocate, but they may have owned guns or used guns since they were little kids, especially out in rural America where the real Americans, uh, uh, live, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a very important topic to be able to discuss. And you, you, you focus on, uh, one chapter on the AR 15. Why did you do that?
1: Look, you know, you even open up saying, Oh, the AR 15s are the, the choice of mass shooters. That's, that's just a, a flat out lie. Um, you know, People need to understand that the AR-15 is America's rifle. And if you can't dispel the leftist talking points, it's just going to make our cause look worse. So I dive into a good like 12 or 13, you know, debunk debunked lies on the AR-15 um, just to give people an idea of, you know, the, the, the truth, just expose the truth, expose the lies of the left and the, and the gun grabbers. You know, they make the AR-15 to be, some evil you know weapon of mass destruction when in reality it's a great you know choice for home defense it's a great choice for for hunting uh it's a great choice for sport going out to the range and shooting it um it's light it's easy to maneuver there's hardly any uh kickback um heck you even see you know fathers taking out their 10 year old daughters to the range and shooting it um so I really, you know, I thought that was probably the most important part almost of the book besides the constitutionality section, um, just because the AR-15 is the the focal point of all these debates, um, especially up on Capitol Hill. So if people, you know, study it, you know, it's quick rebuttals with the truth. Um, I think it will make our case as uh, 2 A advocates as a whole much easier.
0: So so why do the – Commies. I just call the leftists commies nowadays. I stop yeah, calling are. them socialists. They're they're just communists. So why do the communists hate the AR-15 platform so much? I mean, it's a it's a simple uh, semi-automatic rifle. It can't be shot shot in an automatic uh, way. So you have to pull the trigger once to get a bullet out once, just like any other semi-automatic rifle that I've been shooting. Since I was a boy, I mean, the first rifle I shot was a semi-automatic twenty-two rifle that my grandfather had uh, from way back in the day. I mean, it's not like these things haven't been around, So, what's the deal?
1: Uh, the, there's two points to that. Uh, first and foremost, uh, they take the commies, which is what they are, they take the AR and say, Oh, that means assault rifle. It, d- it doesn't mean assault rifle. It stands for Armalite rifle, the company that first developed them in the fifties. Um, but people, most, you know, a lot of people don't do research. They just take in the garbage they hear from CNN or MSNBC and spew it back out even worse. Um, and secondly, they can, it, it, it's a, it's a black gun. So, you know, or, or, a you know, they can make it look scary. So assault, they take AR, turn it into assault. Right. One, two, they make it look scary. It's and it's, it's AR-15. easy. AR-15, AR-15, the, 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 the Oh, the you're a handgun, or X, Y, Z, whatever. whatever. It's, just yeah, it's just easy. It rolls off the tongue. So they take advantage of that and lie to people.
0: Wow. wow. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it, it's really, really frustrating to hear why these people hate this weapon so much? Uh, but it's also refreshing to know how many millions of AR-15s are in the hands of American citizens. Do we even know?
1: Well, the national, the national Sporting uh, the National uh, Shooting Sports Foundation um, estimated in twenty sixteen there was about uh, twelve or thirteen million uh, legally owned AR-15s in the country. Um, and like you said, if if that's not common use, what is? You know. Uh, both the Heller decision, the McDonald decision, and the katana decision from the Supreme Court, you know, really reaffirmed that uh, common use uh, clause.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it sure did. What are some of the issues associated with uh, with uh, with people understanding what their rights are versus what the law is that you come across, and, and that your book is designed to help folks with?
1: well i always tell people i'm not an attorney but i do know attorneys that would be willing to help you <laughs> uh, you know the the biggest thing is when it comes down to your right versus the law a lot of people go to think posting on facebook makes them an expert you know if you're not doing your research if you're not you know going to unbiased source for the facts just keep your mouth shut you know you don't make yourself look any dumber than you are um and not to diss, you know, people, you know, gun owners, but, um, you know, look last year and this year, we've had records, millions of new gun owners, you know, left, right, socialist, day, all over the place. And I can tell you what, they don't know the first darn thing about their rights. Um, so this is kind of like a step-by-step guidebook of understanding your rights. Okay, Heller decision set. Said, said some people still think you can't own a firearm in the district. Uh, or that you can even get a concealed carry license in the district, um, which I I have my DC concealed carry license in DC. It's a, a shall issue state now since 2017, but just things like that. And when people can actually be like, well, actually the law says XYZ or this case says this, mm-hmm. it makes us all look better and, and better educated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that folks that are especially the new gun owners uh, that may have lived in the city all their lives don't really understand not only their rights but also the law. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of these public legal cases are uh, are uh, uh, important for folks to understand why the outcomes uh, came about. Now, uh, you know, you mentioned Tyler that the Second Amendment. It's not for conservatives, it's not for leftists, it's for Americans, uh, you know, and people are buying guns because they see a breakdown, especially in the safety area of government services at the local level, uh, and have seen it for a year and a half now, uh, and uh, they want to make sure that they're capable of protecting themselves and their family and their property. Uh, what are you hearing uh uh, the one of the reasons why I like being on your board on the Second Amendment Institute is that I'm older. I just turned turned six, uh, and uh, the folks that you talk to are usually on college campuses and those those kind of things. So, what are you hearing about, like the Rittenhouse verdict, uh, which I watched that trial live uh, and uh, follow? Uh, uh, let's see, uh, self defense law. I think is his Twitter handle, Andrew Braca. Uh, if you don't know the Twitter handle, I follow him and, uh, Ricky had a media media had a panel on every day. It had some great attorneys on that. I know. Uh, so we watched the trial and and the verdict was right. The verdict was right. There was no other verdict that could have been come to, uh, based on the evidence of that trial. But what are you hearing from folks that, you know, especially on calling on colleges, when you go
1: talk to them about this type well, of issue I, of self-defense, a lot of people are still hooked on this uh, misconstrued fact that, kyle uh across straight li- uh, state lines with his uh ar which he didn't um he was visiting his dad uh he also was a volunteer ems and police uh cadet in mm-hmm. uh, that city as well um so that's the, the biggest thing they're honing on is this this lie that he crossed state lines with the guns well first of all that's not even a relevant issue because as long as you're lawfully transporting your firearms across state lines you're fine um so that's the that's the biggest thing i've, I've been hearing um it's interesting you mentioned college campuses um arizona state university just accepted kyle um and the socialist uh organization on campus came out with this press release which was only covered locally saying demanding uh the university rescind his uh, acceptance because they don't want a quote mass shooter uh on their campus or a white supremacist and um, that they want their segregated, uh, safe space to be expanded. Um, so those are the the big things I'm hearing from college campuses, just to show the, the idiocy of some of these students, honestly, because they, they're all hooked on emotions, um, and why they're even protesting someone uh, defending his life that killed a a registered sex offender of little children and a convicted um uh rapist um and shooting another felon defending his life um just is is beyond me
0: yeah yeah Ty- yeah tyler i i understand that and uh we we have a comment here and i'm going to bring it up uh and let you address it uh this is from Uh, Alice Baker. Oh, yes. I see where your rights are transferred to school kids and they fire away, just like your rhetoric has caused. Where has common sense, and I believe she she meant gone. Uh, What do you think of that comment?
1: And uh,
0: how how do you answer her concerns?
1: Look, you know, we all have the right to defend ourselves on or off campus uh, as long as it's uh, legally done. so your question of your rights are transferred to school kids, um, I don't really mean, see what you, what you mean by that. Um, in regards to common sense of students of the left on campus, um, there really is no such thing uh, just because they've been you know, brainwashed for so long by gun grab politicians with, with lies. Um, and they also say that they're the tolerant people um, but they're not, they're not tolerant at all. Um, so when someone like, uh, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17 year old has gone through such a traumatic experience the past year and wants to live his life as a normal, uh, a normal young adult, um, you know, schools aren't gonna, there's gonna be groups on college campuses that don't let him do that. And it's a shame really, cause he was, uh, acquitted found, you know, found out guilty by jury of his peers over a, a year long frame. Um, People should just let them go to school and and be left alone. Yeah, I agree. And
0: uh, Alice added a comment and said responsible parents would help. Well, of course, Alice, that's what American uh, citizenship is all about, is teaching our children uh, to safely use firearms and to exercise their rights in a responsible manner because we have a duty to exercise our rights in a responsible manner, even if it's not the Second Amendment. That includes uh, uh, free speech and those kind of things. And you should take that responsibility very seriously, I would add, and, and especially parents. So I totally agree with you. We need more responsible parents that understand what all of their civil rights are and teach their children how to use them responsibly uh, and with safety especially the Second Amendment and the First Amendment, because we really could use a lot of that lately. Well, Tyler, how about uh, your book mentions that uh, you lay out a chapter about the constitutional right itself. uh, And uh, what do you explain to folks in the book uh, about the Second Amendment and what that right is about
1: uh, beyond the introduction? Right. Well, one of the segments of the the lies that I expose and counter are, uh, you know, your constitution, what I call your constitutional right. Um, A lot of people say, oh, well, the Second Amendment was written for militia. Um, Not true. Uh, It was written for uh, a collective militia and also individual citizens who were not part of the militia. Um, In fact, back then, the people made up the militia. So that's why you have those two separate clauses in the Second Amendment. Um, another part is, you know, oh, um, AR-15s or handguns today weren't, in, you know, around back then. Well, it's interesting. If you look at, you know, weapons of the um, the Revolutionary War, they have what looked to be almost like Gatling gun type uh, guns um, capable of rapid fire. Um, and then, of course, you have later in the Supreme Court where um, Scalia wrote that, firearms in common use are protected. So it it comes down to um, a lot of debates surrounding the actual right to own to own guns to carry firearms, etc. And I just go through a long list of those similar to those two types, just as examples of how to counter lies that you may come across in regards to the actual right uh, to keep and bear arms. Uh, that's a nice
0: segue to my my next question because you you devote a whole chapter to the data. Uh, what are the big pieces of data that the average person really doesn't know, but they get thrown at at you uh, when some lefty wants to make uh, a silly argument that they know isn't accurate, but they don't they know that a lot of people don't understand what the data is, or even that it exists.
1: Yeah, I mean, a big part is. It's called, uh, the hard data, which is this part of the book, it's still one library page debunked, but at the bottom, it's going to have a section called sign note and it's going to have the actual numbers. So they say, well, uh, guns are the number one cause of death in, in the United States. It's not one you hear often, but you do hear it and it's false. you know, you've got car accidents, you've got obesity, you've got heart disease. You know, if the government actually cared about the people, they would ban fast food and force everyone to get a gym membership. Uh, things like that. Uh, also, you know, some of these organizations come out and say like, uh, the Gifford Center, there are 500 mass shootings per year and that's, that's wrong. It's just wrong. First of all, there's no centrally agreed upon definition of a mass shooting, but we go off the congressional research, uh, record and we go off the FBI, which says four more shot or killed in the same instance by the same shooter. That's what's considered a mass shooting. And when we look at that, so for one particular lie, they said there were more mass shootings uh, this year than the number of days in the calendar. Um, it was actually only thirty-three, and the AP, the Associated Press, actually reported that for that year that there was thirty-three, not three hundred sixty-five or more. Um, so it's it's hard numbers like that. It gets into the research, you know. Um, you look and see, well, you know, what kind of guns are used most in crime? people say, well you know, the AR-15 is the choice of weapon for crime. No, it's actually handguns. And on top of that, you know, actually blunt objects, fists, knives actually accumulate for almost triple the amount of crime committed than a rifle, semi-automatic rifle per calendar year. So it's hard data like that, that people have to read a few times to like drill it in their brain. Um, But it's great when you see the person's face you're debating with and they don't know how the heck to answer.
0: And this is all public data, right? It's the FBI's database uh, on crime statistics. It, 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 is, it, is
1: all, um, it is all public data, yes. and uh, it's just knowing how to manip- how to how to find the data, how to report the data. Um, so the FBI actually just redid their whole um, data reporting system. So now you can select X year through Y year. you can select select type of crime. you can select really whatever you want and play around with it. It just it's just really really time consuming to get all the data and then to be able to actually to quote the data to back up what you're what you're saying which is what I do
0: yeah exactly that's why people need to get this book uh, I'm putting another question up uh, can you uh, uh, can you tell folks where to get the book today uh, and if you have a link that you could post in the chat that would be great
1: yeah so the, the I mean my book gun rights 101 is the only Book of its title on Amazon. So if you go on Amazon right now and just type in "Gun Rights 101" with Tyler next to it, because good luck spelling my last name. Um, you know, it'll it'll come right up. There'll be a few sponsored ads, um, and then my book yeah. will be right there, and you'll see the the uh, cover with the gun and the big red letters. And um, afterwards, I'm sure you know myself or or Rob can put in the direct link to the Amazon book, but just Amazon.com. Gun Rights 101, Tyler, and it'll come up.
0: Yeah, folks, if I don't get it posted now, I'll put it on the comments on the Facebook page uh, pages that we transmit to and to my Twitter account, uh, which we transmit to. So I'll make sure we get that link. But it's Amazon.com, uh, Gun Rights 101. Uh, so you talk about the hard data to use to make people you know, educated, uh, get people to be educated on what's really going on with death uh, in the country and injuries and, and how each of these relates or doesn't relate to a semi-automatic rifle. Uh, uh, But, uh, and then you mentioned that you had like 45 cases that you put into the last chapter of the book.
1: Right. So first of all, thank you, Jamie, for ordering a copy. Everyone should be like Jamie and go order a copy. Um, Second of all, the i put in three big supreme court cases i put in dcv heller and it starts off with a section called bullet points and it's just the it's literal bullet points like actual bullets like bullet points and it's the key takeaways of the case and this is great because you know you go on supremecourt.gov you look at the case good lord the supreme case the supreme court case for heller I actually have somewhere in my books back here it's like 100-something pages. You know, you don't want to go through all that. So it's the bullet points. Same with the McDonald case and then the Catano case, which was the stun gun case up in Massachusetts. Um, and then the last two parts are um, a list of gun rights organizations and gun control organizations that everyone should be aware of. And then each uh, state's provision for their version of the Second Amendment, which, interestingly enough, well, actually, I'm not surprised, um, neither California nor New Jersey, uh, have state provisions for, uh, second amendment in their state constitution, but, um, those Supreme Court cases are really important because they are the, the, what we base our arguments on. I mean, the highest court in the land has now said, yes, I have an individual right, unconnected with military service to keep and bear arms. Uh, yes, it is applied to the states through the 14th amendment, through the McDonald decision, and then The Catano case reaffirmed the common use clause from Heller uh, in 2015. Uh, So those are like the prime cases. So, so, so folks,
0: this book is fantastic. You've got to get a copy of it. It's a really quick read. It's something good to carry around in your range bag or, uh, carry with you to activist meetings or public meetings where you're going to go talk about, uh, new laws and everything. Uh, it's interesting. I, I found some interesting uh, commentary from Justice Scalia in his uh, in his Heller decision. I, I think it was from there where he mentions that that the Constitution uh, doesn't uh, bestow rights; it, it only, you know, identifies rights that were pre-existing. What does that
1: mean to the
0: average person that owns a firearm?
1: Well, I mean. You know his whole argument in his uh, opinion stems off this universally accepted truth that self-defense is a basic human right that we can track back on paper all the way to the early you know 1100s um over in in england you know from common law over there Uh, so that's part of it i think and then secondly you know i definitely feel like there was a touch of of um you know, his, his religious upbringing in there that, you know, our rights are endowed by our creator, which is one of my core beliefs as well. You know, um, the constitution is just, and this is how our framers felt, our father, founding fathers felt as well. You know, they were just putting down into paper, our inalienable rights, uh, given us by our creator. So I think, you know, him basing the, his opinion, writing his opinion of the court off of, off of that, off of those two points in particular.
0: Yeah, folks, so you understand uh, our Constitution doesn't give any rights to anybody. The Bill of Rights only identifies pre-existing rights that the founders and the the drafters of the Constitution thought were important to put in. Uh, uh, There are rights that aren't in the Constitution, but they thought the Second Amendment and the right to keep and bear arms as a person, uh, as a citizen, uh, was so important that they should list that right after the First Amendment, which has several rights in it, you know the freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, religion uh, to to seek grievance against our government uh, and those kinds of things. so uh, so so it's very important to understand that uh, but it's also important that to know that there are laws like self-defense law that you should know uh, right I mean I think Kyle Rittenhouse uh, showed as as, perfect of a response to being attacked by assailants uh, when he was armed with his AR-15 that night on August 25th in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, And uh, and when you walk through the law, I recommend everybody go and at least read the transcript of the trial uh, and walk through the instructions, which I think were 35 pages long, weren't they, Tyler? Uh, That the judge gives to the jury uh, and it's very, very clear that had Mr. Rittenhouse uh, done one thing wrong, that he could have been convicted of murder. Uh, so it's very important. Uh, where do you go to uh, to learn what the law is in your area, Tyler? I know you're in
1: D.C. Yeah, I'm here in the swamp. Uh, there's a couple <laughs> of resources you can actually use. First and foremost, you know, you go to SupremeCourt.gov if you're looking for a Supreme court case, but if you're not, there are other sources, um, such as, um, there's one that Cornell puts out, I forget the name of it, but Cornell university puts out, a a legal, like digest of, of major cases that you can read and that's free. Um, I also, you know, I'll go to, you know, Fox news legal analyst and and read what they wrote. Um, or even CNN just to compare the notes. Um, I don't even think CNN put out one for the Rittenhouse case actually. Um, So there's a bunch of resources online. Just always check to see, you know, who uh, or where you're getting the information from. Look up the author. See what they've published in the past. Um, The Hill isn't too gun-friendly, so I wouldn't go to there. But, you know, Washington Examiner is great. Um, The New York Post is good. Um, And you can always, you know, attorneys, you know, put out their opinions as well. Um, And you can always go to an an attorney site and see if they've posted anything. As well.
0: well. Fantastic. Well, well, I mentioned in the intro that you're not just an author, but you're the founder and president of the Second Amendment Institute. Uh, tell our viewers a little bit about why you founded that, uh, what your main mission is, uh, and what you're focusing on for the next year.
1: Well, I uh, I went to Joe Biden's alma mater, University of Delaware, if he even went there. Um, <laughs> Uh so we won't even get on the topic of Joe Biden but um and and I had a gun rights group there and you know I just love teaching students about firearms and firearm safety and and gun rights advocacy and you know brought in Katie Pavlich from Fox News before she was this major celebrity and um I graduated and I want to keep it going so I met Dick Heller from DCB Heller and you know put together a board and some officers and we really focus heavily on education through um, social media, through our educational pamphlets, which are all free on our website. Um, you know, through direct mail campaigns, and you know, we do a lot of events, uh, especially over here in the in the D.C. D.M.V. area, um, just to bring patriots together and and learn about their Second Amendment rights. Um, as for this year, uh, well, now with this new Omicron uh, variant of Delta of um, COVID, you know, schools are going to start shutting down again. And um, our big focus is on college campuses, which you know, we can't go to if, um, if they're shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I be I may be in Florida a lot, you know, because Florida just reported the least amount of new COVID cases. And it's been the most open since COVID started. Imagine that. So I might be down there a lot and visiting Mar-a-Lago. Uh, if if I had the chance,
0: <laughs> well, you can come down here to the to the Gulf Coast too, uh, because we're in the, we're pretty free over here, uh, and I'm in Mississippi now, just on the across the Louisiana border. But all my friends in Louisiana, Jamie Fontenot, is one of them who just ordered your book. He said we got to get you down here, Tyler, to get some Cajun food in you, and that's true. Maybe your next meeting. You can have down here in the New Orleans area, or if things are bad with the COVID over here, over here in Mississippi, we're still a free state uh, over here for the most part.
1: That would be that would be fun. You know, we we had our last conference in Richmond, uh, right? You know, end of September, with uh, former Secretary Ryan Zinke headlining it. And, uh, which, which, uh, everyone, you know, uh, Gator Pack, Rob Manis was a, a sponsor of that helped us out mm-hmm. a lot. And, uh, but you know what? The first year was in Arlington. I didn't like it too much. Arlington, Virginia. And then, uh, we moved to Richmond, getting a little bit more South now, but now it's a red state, you know, go Glen Yunkin. Yeah. Um, but Mississippi could be fun. Go, go down to, um, Louisiana and, you know, you know, go, go out partying there and have a conference there. I'm all for it. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad the book's out, uh, folks. It's at
0: Amazon.com. Just type in "Gun Rights 101" and Tyler. Uh, uh, you maybe want to put a space Y there and Z, and that'll really get to his. That's down book. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, go there and order the book. I'll put the link in uh, the comments on all the Facebook pages and uh, on the Twitter account. Uh, and Tyler, uh, tell folks one more time where they can find Second Amendments to w- you, follow you on social media, uh, uh and then we'll uh, let you get back to selling books and <laughs> preaching to
1: job. the citizens. Uh, uh, yeah, sainational.org. Uh, if you look at that, um, Twitter hand, the at the at, um, in my, my bio down there, it's just that word sainational.org. You can find out all our information on there, how to donate uh, finance reports, all that good stuff. Uh, we're one of the few, uh, financially responsible nonprofits out there. Uh, unlike a lot of them, I don't take a dime and I don't get paid 50% of donations. Um, so check us out. And if you have any questions, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, you can email me at Tyler at SAI org, And I'm happy to answer them. Let's email Tyler at Tyler at SAI
0: org. Uh, and reach out to him hopefully we can get him to come down here for a meeting folks and uh, uh, we can get some good cajun food in this guy i'm on for it because uh, uh, he, he's been in the swamp way too long i can tell you that right now yeah, and we got and we got some good shooting ranges down here too that we can go you while do. you're here tyler uh well thank you very much my friend we appreciate it uh i will uh sign off here and again i'll put the Uh, link into uh, the uh, comments to the Amazon.com and we'll get this book out into the hands of our citizens. God bless you and and thank you for everything that you do leading the Second Amendment Institute, my friend. Thanks for having me, Rob. Appreciate it. You bet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, the president and founder of the Second Amendment Institute. Uh, That organization focuses on college age Americans and students and campuses, uh, college campuses to get the right word out about the second amendment Institute, uh, to our viewers. Thank you very much for participating in the show today. Great comments. Sorry, we couldn't get to them all. Uh, I'll see if I can answer some, if there are any uh, burning questions in the comments when I uh, review the show, uh, tomorrow, but, uh, Again, we appreciate you. Uh, The Rob Manus Show isn't what it is without you, the audience. And we will continue to bring you factual, truthful information uh, that usually opposes whatever the regime media uh, is saying. And that's a guarantee from retired Colonel Rob Manus. Until next week, I'll see you later.